0: We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. Howdy, 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 howdy. Howdy. Howdy y'all. <laughs> uh, Toy Story. I uh, Toy Story. I think Toy Story. Right, the shark. Uh, with Woody's hat. I think. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, man. Um, busy one. Busy one. I hope you guys are busy. Uh, I sometimes I wonder. Tell me if you relate. There's things that, that happen to a lot of us or majority of us similarly you know you know we have this connection between us maybe or maybe it's the effect that we have on one another that makes us experience things in a certain way like I had I had a good week um my my bench is coming back which is fantastic uh as as far as me competing I think I'm actually going to compete for the first time in like over two years this May and I think it's last this is actually my first time saying it out loud. So, stoked about that. It's getting warm. Uh, I'm getting my motorcycle fixed, my little Duke, and I can't wait to ride. It's been almost since last April that I rode. Um, and I had, I just got back from a competition today, refing a powerlifting competition. That was absolutely awesome. I love doing that. I love being a part of that. And, uh, you know I'm talking to some some super cool people um there's a lot coming up in the podcast as far as guests go and I can't wait to bring them all to you we're going to have another one this next week but uh the thing that is going on today is you know I at the age that I'm at I've started to notice this transition this this blending of what i used to be into what i'm getting into now and it almost feels like it's the it's a release of what i used to be you know and right now i'm in the middle of that transition and there's something waiting on the other side that my mind knows that i want you know this idea of the person that i'm supposed to be and it seems like the only thing that's holding on to me is these is these few things that i still cling to that i'm too afraid to let go of and One of those is the way that I see myself, the way that I assume other people see me, the way that I want other people to see me. And that attraction is super important, I think, in the way that we go about handling ourselves, if that makes sense. And I figured out, for me at least, that there's this not just an acceptance of self, but this idea of seeing myself attractive, as attractive, regardless of what I assume people think is attractive. I think it's a epiphany of what it is that you desire to be regardless of how the rest of the world sees you and it helps in the way that i speak to people that i'm interested in even even not just even romantic people but people that are my friends you know how do i want them to see me how can i can you know how can i get rid of this habit of suppressing my own character and making sure i say the right things and making sure i'm Positive all the time and appealing and, you know, giving all this, I don't know, um, middle ground thinking that just gets people to not disagree with me and not see me in a negative light because I've noticed boiling up inside of me the last couple years is this anguish that I get from suppressing my perspective and my character and the things that I am that I'd love to be able to do but I'm too embarrassed to do or or too afraid to do and I'm starting to really question my own mind and body and soul on whether that's really worth it is is it really worth it for me to hold back everything that I am and wait you know convince myself to wait until tomorrow And keep saying tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And continue to be something that causes me so much pain and exhaustion. Right? And among all the good things, among all the bad things, there's a self-wisdom that we all have the ability to attain if we just question ourselves more. If we question our anguish, if we question our suppression, if we question our embarrassment and our fear, and we question our accommodation that we have for other people to make sure that they feel good instead of ourselves. So, if that doesn't make sense, I hope this does. This is being rebel-minded. Let's step into it. This is episode 53 the truth we don't see about attraction. There always seems to be something missing in our lives, yeah? What is it? If you think on it now, do you know what it is? And when you think on it, what does it bring up in you? Does it bring up fear, loneliness, pain, desperation? Maybe anger, resentment? All of them, maybe? Whatever it is that we suffer through, think of how much it makes our world. Whatever we seem to be missing tends to show up in the way that we think about the world around us. If we feel like we're missing passion, we have the pain of thinking that we're boring or mediocre or bland or unworthy. If we feel like we're missing purpose, we live in a world of monotony and repetition that we're under someone else's control and that we're insignificant. If we feel like we're missing love, then we create a space where we feel hidden and unrecognized, off-putting, or even just completely unattractive. Our actions or lack of actions towards what we feel like we are missing tend to magnify its feel. But what if just because what you feel is missing is only a flip of a switch in order to change? What if I told you that what you were yearning for Wasn't actually missing. It's just more of your perception of the world. And what I mean is, if what you're worried about not having is all that you're thinking about, then that means majority of your time you're physically held in that space, which means not only do you not think about how close these things actually are, but you're probably not taking action to attain them. And as such, you continue to feel the pain of not having and you convince yourself that this is the world that you live in. It affirms your place in the world, and it validates all the feelings you have about how much you suck. (laughs) The problem with all of these is how we see attraction, in my opinion. We see attraction as what we are. That what we are is a reflection of what comes to us. Our opportunities, romantic relationships, our desires and aspirations for our life, we hold ourselves in this little circle and we wait for things to approach us. We change how we look and how we act. We almost act as if we're creating some godlike appeal in order to attract what we want. But this is where I think we are going wrong. I grew up looking for validation, and many of us have actually. And when we didn't find it, We came down on ourselves as not being good enough. And in the mind of a child, there is no, they don't understand me and I'll look elsewhere for love. Your parents are your guidance system. They are your world. Your friends are just as clueless as you are, except for the presence factor. Kids are actually pretty awesome at that until the world feeds us distractions, but that's a topic for another time. And because you don't have the wisdom to find love anywhere else beyond this tiny world as a tiny human, you begin to assume that you are broken, that the way you were made was lacking some sort of essential piece, as if your DNA itself is missing a link. And I think as we grow up feeling less than a full human, we go out seeking. We look to find the people that will fill up the space that we don't believe we have, or at least tell us that we are okay the way that we are still being left in disbelief. I was definitely a dependent in my relationships. I thrived off of the passion, and coupled with hormones, I became a skilled white knight of arousal, I guess. The intensity of sex and pleasure took me so far away from the feeling that inadequacy the little boy in me made me feel. I gave everything to my relationships. I did anything for anyone in order to feel whole, I took pieces of my own heart and handed them out to all the people around me. All of it in order to be accepted by everyone. But it left nothing else inside of me. I was hollow. My insides were this dark, heavy, exhausting entity. And as a boy, I was always small. (laughs) I still am, as far as my physical stature goes. But I couldn't live with it then. I truly did hate the world for making me what I was. I blamed my parents secretly. I held it against myself, although I literally had no control over it. How do you argue with genetics? I was convinced that I had a missing link that so many other men got. I strove to do everything within my power to become attractive, I guess. I turned into a machine. Six days a week at the gym, eating everything in sight. It didn't matter what it was. I started my tattoos, I gave myself to my work in return for money, even though it made me miserable. And with that money, I spent on dates and flowers and a car and endless clothes, even though I've never had style whatsoever. But anything to impress the women that I dated. And it worked. Kinda. What came to be, though, was random happenstances. I had moved forward without any sort of courage or without any sort of action. Girls would show up in my life out of chance. A friend of a friend, a blind date, a mom that wanted me to meet her daughter, a gym crush. And what did all these have in common? That lack of my own action. I was taking the handouts of other people. I had built a world of looking as attractive as possible, even though I had no idea what that even fucking meant. I created a persona, a character that was not my own. But... I never had enough courage to approach women myself. I was still thriving off of potential. I didn't see women for their soul, and they had no idea the superficial bullshit that I was playing that they were getting themselves into. And worse off, neither did I. Now, I'm not saying I was completely shallow. I wanted things. I've always wanted relationship. It was just for the wrong reasons. I was imagining a future with her before the second date even happened. I was dreaming of what we would do together, how great the sex would be, how nice our house would be, how many kids we'd have, how sexy she would always look in a bikini. My mind was still set on expecting passion and sex and excitement, and being in peak physical condition, and smiling, and laughing, and being, and everything being in up. I expected only the best to be my life, and at the same time, I assumed perfect partner meant we... And I would never have to deal with the dark things, the pain, the embarrassing things, the vulnerability. And to come around to the front of this topic, that is exactly the problem that we have. Number one, we've created this idea that attraction is what we can look like to the outside world, it's how shiny we can make our shell in order to attract our mate rather than have internal strength, emotional awareness, humility, and patience and that be what people need. Number two, we set our minds on how perfect our future will be. We dream. We focus on all the amazing things we will do and have without considering anything that challenges us, without considering the darkness, without considering the challenge, without considering the fact that there's two people in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, I know this isn't everyone, But I guarantee everyone out there that is having healthy relationships can agree to the point that there's more to it. Let me finish my thought here. There are so many of us that are worried about how we will attract others into our lives that we don't actually ask why we attract others or the lack thereof. For the last couple decades, I secretly was always asking myself, what do they see in me? I've got them, but what is it even that they love? I was so focused on getting someone, I had no idea what they actually liked about me. It caused me so much stress. It forced me to keep up this fake materialistic facade to keep them with me. And I was freaked out about them seeing the real soft, shaky version of me. So when was the last time you thought about what makes you attractive? When was the last time that you thought about something besides what you think other people want from you? Perfectly thick hair, 8% body fat and abs, a deep masculine voice, walking into a room with powerful confidence and a chin held high, having a secure and/or even super lucrative career that will keep your family comfortable and with privilege. Have you ever thought about what's attractive that people can't see? When most of the world is attracted to our physical body, our show of wealth, even our perfect smiles, they have no idea who you actually are until. They get to know who you are. Very rarely are people seeing your soul. And even when they do, even when you have that one-of-a-kind person that sees something different in you, they don't ever really know what it is without knowing you. To them, it's just this overpowering something that draws them to you. And believe it or not, that is probably the most authentic form of attraction. It's the attraction that shows itself in an invisible energy that only the most in-tune can see. And just as I mentioned in episode 51, we shouldn't be looking for anyone as a partner. We should be looking for the ones. Just because it's available does not mean that it's right. But all of this starts with how you understand your own attractiveness. When you can be confident, when you can gather all of the amazing things about you and start to understand why it is that people would be attracted to you, rather than flashing them with everything that you think makes them attracted to you. We are assuming what we need to be for other people, rather than being what we need inside. We need to start seeing that attraction isn't necessarily just this gravity of others to us. We expect too much from others. We sometimes get carried away with thinking it's their responsibility to come see who we are. So it's not just what we need to create in order for us to start having rotating planets and moons. It's about the size of our own being that amplifies that gravity. And I believe the strength of that gravity is completely dependent on how we see ourselves as attractive and bringing real emphasis and attention to those, to look inward and strengthen what it is that makes us us, which will give us the power to go out into the world and connect with the others that fit our solar system. And the only thing that doesn't quite fit into this analogy here is the action that I think we need in order to get what we want. We can't really just stay as the sun. We need to move, and we need to do it with the love of ourselves in hand. We are capable of taking our solar system with us. So maybe the gravity and its intensity is more about who we keep in our orbit, and maybe the action that we need to take to get things we want, including our partners, is dependent on us being a... Haywire asteroid. (laughs) Maybe something like that. We have to make a stand about who we are, and we need to do it loudly. Whatever voice you have, believe in it and say who you are. Don't attack people. Don't blame the world for it's wrong, but state your desires, state your mindset, your perspective. Speak of the potential of health and love and future. That's your voice. Whatever you spend your time doing to fulfill your soul, be serious about it. Don't do it for others. Do it for yourself. And don't hide it. We all may have things we would rather keep to ourselves, but people should know what you're about. If they don't, you're going to seem bland. You're going to seem common. And that won't attract your people. Act out. Not like childish act out. That's just noise. Stop making noise but create flow and story create imagination create creativity create something colorful because there's definitely a difference don't wait and assume people or things will come to you if you know who you are and you're confident about it and you know you are worthy of love and affection don't wait for it too many of us are doing this i do this We think that we are being open and that we're being everything we need to be to create that gravity. No. Ask others the questions. Approach your crushes. Don't be accommodating or flattering to get someone's attention. Be real, be honest, and be vulnerable. Your attraction is what you decide for yourself, not for others. Attraction has been left defined as this thing that others need to see. But there's a subtle difference between what it really is and what people think it is, in my opinion. And it's setting us up for failure. Attraction starts with what you do for yourself and how genuinely and courageously you act, not the persona you create that you think others will like. And I can't emphasize this point enough. You will attract the right people by knowing what kind of attractive you are. The more you assume what others want, the more you will live as a pseudo version of yourself and the more people that you attract with this version of yourself the more you will not be able to connect with them you will be more likely to be incompatible and more likely to inevitably end so who the fuck are you what makes you attractive what makes you attractive how do you find yourself attractive what are you about And how much can you be what you're about without giving a fuck about what others see? Will you stand tall in who you are knowing that most of the women or men of the world will be turned off by what you are genuinely in order to attract the ones that will be almost obsessed with who you are in your honest and unapologetic self? Be attractive from the inside, my friends, and stay rebel-minded. This is Zach out. Here we are again at the end. I'm starting to tear up a little bit and I just want you to know that I'm going to miss you and I appreciate you and I love you and I hope that whatever you're after you keep fighting for it. Your experience is uniquely your own and so that means so are the challenges that you face. Stay strong and don't let anyone diminish who you are, or what you dream of being. As your friend and fellow flawed human, stay rebel-minded, my friends. Until next time.